Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 306. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I am so happy that you are here to join us today, and I am thrilled to introduce our guest today. But before I do that, I want to give two disclaimers. First, this is an episode with E for explicit on it because I offer no guarantees that I will not cuss on this podcast or that the that our awesome guests will not. And number two, today is a snow day in Ohio. So if you hear the random screams of my children fighting with each other, please forgive me for this one episode. But with that said, welcome to Kimmy Morton and Pua Pakeli Cabot. Cabot, I got that right, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Perfect. I told you I was going to say that and it happens more often than I would like. And no matter how hard I rehearse before we actually get into the recording, yeah, positive productivity, my brain and my mouth disconnect sometimes. But anyway. You nailed it. Thank you. Kimmy and Pua are the owners of Best Life Ever. And I could give you the introduction that I have, but I just want you to jump in because I know that you're going to be able to say it so much better than I will. So share your story, enlighten the listeners. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kim. It's such a treat to be here. And yes, so together, so I'm Kimi and that's Pua and together we are best life ever. And we're actually fitness trainers turned productivity coaches turned business coaches. And now we joyously serve the world by helping entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs to create businesses and lives that they love uh, from a freedom of productivity, uh, from a a foundation of productivity and wellness for really a life of true freedom and fun. <laughs> oh, I love it. And what we were listeners, we were chatting in the pre-chat and we realized we just needed to cut off because we were going to get all the good stuff out there. And one of the things that we were talking about was just struggles of the past and the transparency of entrepreneurs. And I know that's something that you two are helping entrepreneurs overcome to get from, and I'm just here, I'm going to, I'm going to be the first one to swear on this podcast to get from broke ass right. <laughs> to badass. Yes. And we were talking about how so much, I, and I think I just said this, but I forgot because I'm so excited. We were talking <laughs> about how we don't share our struggles and, and I said that by sharing our shit, we can build better communities out there. And I know this is something that I've struggled with so much because I always wanted people to think that I was better off and weller. I was going to say weller off, but that's, that's so bad grammar, but better <laughs> than I was just to show myself as more successful and further along in my business than I was because I thought that would be able to sell me more than what I was currently going through. So could you address that just a little bit? Totally. Yeah. We, I mean, this is something I love that this is something that you're doing because it's really important for especially new entrepreneurs, but really anytime you're going through this journey where you are responsible for your own financial health and well being and really like mental, physical, emotional health as well. And, you know, we, we actually did a podcast episode on this. And it's interesting because when we're starting out or when we rebrand or whenever we're kind of stepping into a new level of our journey, there's this idea where we have what, – what do we have to do 
like what what tasks do we have to complete? What do we need to accomplish? How much money do we need to make in order to be the person that we're excited to be, right? That's kind of the what we've been taught is the logical way to go through it. What do we need to do to be who we need want to be so that we can do what we want to do? And what we've found is there's there's a lot of power in shifting our mindset so that we can already step into the person that we want to be before we do the things we need to do. And so instead of do, be, do, it's kind of, we, it's like a song. It's like be, do, be, right? Who do you need to be now so that you can do the things that you need to do and want to do so that you can continue to be the person that you want to be? And this, I think there's a, a little bit of a blurry line because it almost sounds like there's the, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing, which is, I think, what you're talking about, where from the outside, you want people to see you as this successful person who's not struggling, who's making it, who's an expert and who has their shit together. But on the inside, there's no alignment there because you don't have your shit together and you're not where you want to be. You're not who you want to be. And unfortunately, people can sense that on a spiritual level and they, that misalignment will be affected in your sales, right? And in your communication. So if we can step into the mindset in the place of like, no matter what, no matter how much money is in my bank account or not in my bank account, no matter if I'm, you know, if I have the things in place that I want to have in place yet, I am going to be this awesome, kick-ass, badass person because that's who I want to be even after, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to say, when you were saying do be do, I I got two (laughs) things in my head. I got Hanson Brothers. Okay, I'm dating myself. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I was working in a record store when that song was released and it was, sorry guys, but it was torture listening to that like every... (laughs) half hour minimum because they wanted people to buy it. I'm dating myself mm. here. And then Sound of Music, do me. I was like, oh, there yeah. really needs to be a version of this for entrepreneurs. Like the doobie-doo track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the, you, you highlight and you bring up something really important too. And it's this false idea that our ego sometimes will, will have that we have to be perfectly polished and that that's actually how we best serve. Like, okay, once I get it all together, if I present myself as if I know everything and I have my, my shit together, as we've said, that's when I can really serve the world. And that's what's going to attract clients or people to me. But the reality is that it is our vulnerability. It is what we're learning in the journey to become who we want to become that is so valuable and so interesting and so um, bonding, right? That is actually what bonds us with our tribe. Because if we focus so much on putting this really polished image out there, it's really hard to connect with people who are on the journey, right? If we see somebody who's you know, totally got it together. Everything is perfect. Everything is polished. They, we feel so far removed from them because it's this false image, this illusion of perfection, which we all know is impossible. There is no perfect. And we, Pua and I were actually just having a conversation about our, our own 
you know, personal struggles. And we're wondering like, well, like people often think that because our company is called Best Life Ever, that we're just like rainbows and unicorns all day long, just skipping through our day and and never, you know, getting into arguments with our significant other, never dealing with drama, never crying, right? And that's just not accurate. And what makes you a badass is your ability to push through the shit, right? Your ability to to who are you going to be and how are you going to remember your power even in those challenging moments? Because that's what to us badassery is all about. And that is available to anyone at all times, no matter where you are in your journey. And you can serve and you can heal and help the world, even if you haven't made it to where it is that you ultimately think that you want to get to. When I see the perfectly made up faces on Facebook or Instagram, you know, broadcasting how great somebody is, and this is so not positive productivity. I'm sorry to my listeners. I just want to take the garden hose to them. You know, because they're, they're usually standing in front of a pool holding their, you know, their mojito or whatever. And I just want to scream at them, show me your under eye circles because I know you've been up all night. <laughs> It's that feels like an outdated marketing tool as well, because maybe five years ago, it was great to see somebody who looked successful. But now people want to see the real raw human behind the business. So to me, that doesn't even work anymore because everybody wants to shoot them down with a fire hose. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some of the best ways that you're finding to connect with? Are you calling them a tribe or a community? What do you call your people? Do you have a nickname for them? <laughs> I was volleying to Pua, but didn't, didn't we need a volley button. <laughs> uh, well, yes. So we we love our tribe. We do. We 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 love the the that saying that we've heard so much now, right? That your vibe attracts your tribe, and that's something that's been a part of our culture since day one. And as I, I think our entrepreneurial journey has been simply to become more and more ourselves. I think that's frankly everybody's journey, not just as an entrepreneur, but in life, right? And so as we become more and more authentically ourselves, our tribe uh, is, it, it blossoms to reflect that. And so we, we have a Facebook group, our, our best life ever tribe on Facebook. And of course, uh, we do, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, we have our own podcast and, uh, we have our online program and, and that community as well. So, uh, yeah, we, we love it and we love thinking ourselves of ourselves and of our tribe. Um, and this is to me what what I really want to share about this is like in this day and age, with we like to think of what we do as soulful marketing, right? So we're not talking to people. We are talking with people. And that's what we coach our clients to do as well. So that, you know, in the, the old model of marketing is like, you have this thing and you tell people to buy it. <laughs> like, it's so simple, right? Like, buy this thing. You're talking at people. You're talking to people. The new model we feel in this day and age of uh, authenticity and social media and the way technology is going now, it is all about being yourself and talking with your community, building community around you, sharing with them, being on a mission together, this like shared mission, and just sharing naturally about what it is that you do and attracting people to you rather than uh, feeling like you have to hustle, 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 and go out there and get more leads, get more people, get more sales. And what a 
easier, more joyous, positive, productive, productive, positively productive way to live. Yeah. Right? What do you, how do you both feel about the word hustle? We hate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We absolutely you. can't stand it. I mean, it's part of our, I guess, mission statement is to encourage and really teach strategies so that entrepreneurs stop hustling and go back to enjoying whatever it is that they're doing because I feel like there's there's entrepreneurs out there who are – I mean, everybody who starts a business, hopefully, starts it from a place of like expansion and wonder and like even if it's for the money, which we all know doesn't normally pan out as well, but it, even then – the, the expansive mindset is like, how much money can I make? This is so exciting. But normally, you know, it's like, who can I serve? How can I help? What problem can I solve? And being in that place, it's almost like Christmas morning, right? It's like the world is your oyster and it's so exciting. And so quickly we get just like pounded into the pavement by all of the things that we end up having to do. And we realize that, oh my God, it's so hard. I don't, I'm not making as much money as I want to make. I'm not serving as many people as I want to serve. How do I find them? Right. Well, it looks like I don't sleep until I have this many people in my program so that I can make this much money. Then I can sleep. To me, that is the definition of hustle. And that's just so... (laughs) wrong on so many levels and so misaligned with why we start businesses. But it's been this thing that's been like bred into the the culture of entrepreneurship. And, you know, there's so many people out there still who are like, if you're not making a million dollars, you shouldn't be taking weekends off and sleep when you're dead. And it's just, it doesn't have to be that hard. And so what Kimi and I, thank God, by the way, that I have a business partner who also believes that this is true because it would be a lot harder if I didn't. But it, we, we absolutely believe that the more yourself that you are, the more authentic you are with your messaging, with the vibe that you put out there, with the language that you're speaking, the more people will just be drawn to you. And it's not without work. We don't just sit on the couch and say, all right, come to us, people. Like we we do, we know we have Facebook ads, we have affiliate programs, we have referral opportunities, but it, it's so true that the people that do come to us end up just fitting and vibing with us. And, and there's really beautiful alignment there because we are able to be more authentic with who we are as people. Oh, I love that. All of it. I... And it's so much easier. <laughs> oh, it, it really so is. is. I recently, <laughs> well, let me back up. My website, all of them, so I should say my websites were hacked in September of 2017. So I had to rebuild. I'm still not done, but that's okay. Everything for a reason. So your website's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I actually built it. I don't know if listeners know that You're I, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Beautiful. So in the rebuilding, and I think this is something that so many entrepreneurs miss too, is everything happens for a reason. Like those really sucky Mm -hmm. moments happen for a reason and usually something better comes out of it. So one of the things that I added was a chat box to the site and people are shocked when I actually respond. Like that connection Mm -hmm. is missing in so many places the the responses mm-hmm. to emails. I can't tell you, I, I test people sometimes and then I unsubscribe and they don't respond because I, you know, we get these sales <laughs> pitches in email and 
I'll respond asking a question or actually thanking them for their resource. And there's no response. And I know that some of these mm-hmm. people are huge. I absolutely know. So those those that I know have like 15 million subscribers. Congratulations to them. And I'm going to give them a little bit of grace because I know that I'm probably one of 10,000 responses that they got. But there's others that I know that saw it. And I, I know that there's some entrepreneurs who get too big of a head. I actually just got finished reading High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Have either of you read it? I haven't read that one yet, but love his work. I haven't yeah. read that. Oh my gosh. It's, he's one of the ones that I give grace to when I respond and say <laughs> thanks. Like I don't expect a response. Mm. I've written him three Facebook messages. Brendan, if you're reading, I forgive you for not responding to any of them. <laughs> um, but he was actually, I had gone through a year and a half of not sleeping. I was sleeping two to three hours a night after having my twins in January of 2015. And it got to the point where, and I shared this with the two of you before the show, and I've shared it on previous episodes, I was ready to just end it because I was so sleep deprived that I'd driven myself into major anxiety and depression because I wasn't connected to what I really wanted to be doing. And I was doing all the wrong things. There are some highly successful entrepreneurs out there who I was idolizing and I was getting really jealous of. And I thought, okay, well, if they can make this type of money doing that type of program, then maybe I need to make my own program that's like it. Not identical, but like it. And then a great friend said to me, Kim, you're Kim. You're not, insert name here. I was like, wow. And then Brendan said, and you need to be sleeping. I I was watching one of his programs. He said, you need to be sleeping six to eight hours a night or eight hours. I, I forgot the number, but two to three hours a night over a year and a half. Do not listen to anybody, listeners, who tells you that you need to do overnighters until you make a million dollars because that's just stupid and you'll wind up dead. Yes. And we really don't make the best decisions from that place either, right? It's like the decisions that we make when we're operating from lack of anything, lack of sleep, lack of resources, lack of finances, lack of support. Those decisions never really end up being the ones that are coming from our heart and our soul. They're the ones that are coming from our head. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And one of the things that you do or that you help the badasses in your community do is create stunning digital media assets, right? Mm -hmm. I made the most but ugly ones in points of tiredness and of franticness to figure out where the next dollar was coming in. They were so ugly. I look back and I'm thinking, what was I thinking putting that together? (laughs) I mean, I was an interior designer in my, in my previous career. What the heck was I thinking putting, okay. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Harlequin, but what was I doing putting a Harlequin in there? Like, really? Really, Kim? And those (laughs) colors? Just no. And now, you know, I wondered at the time why I sold exactly zero. Well, it was because one, I hadn't connected with anybody. And I just thought I could go into a couple of Facebook groups and throw it out there without connecting to anybody and that I would make a million dollars. No, that's not quite how it works at all. Totally. It's, It's funny, right? When the alignment is a little bit off, it resonates and ripples through everywhere in our lives, right? It's it's all connected and it's almost like we don't realize it until mm-hmm. something is off kilter and then it's like, okay, wait, what, how can I reassess this? And actually, so Kimi and I, as we evolved our brand into what it is today, we 
started with productivity, time, and energy training for individuals and organizations. And part of that was, you know, the time and energy component of it. People would say, oh, I need better time management. And what we'd say is truly what is at the root of time management challenges is energy management. And when we're tired, when we are not aligned, when we lose sight of what we value, when we lose sight of our big vision, the as Kimmy said, the decisions we make, the quality of our work, our overall happiness and health all start to kind of deteriorate before our eyes. And without the awareness that that all is happening, it, it's like a runaway train. It can go on forever and snowball until all of a sudden you're in the hospital. And, you know, there it, there are tools that we would suggest to put in place like weekly planning with specific questions to check back in with yourself to say, how am I doing right now? What are my energy levels like? How do I feel mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? What is my big vision? What do I value in my life? And am I doing the things with my work, with my life, with my free time that are in alignment with those values? And if I'm not, what am I going to do this week to bring the train back onto the tracks? And this is something that's really hard for people to swallow when they've been on that same kind of snowball for long periods of time, years sometimes. And what made us change the direction of our business was that there were – when you go into organizations thinking that you're going to solve time management problems and you end up coaching these sad, unhappy employees through – the, through years of unhappiness and unfulfillment because they're at this job that they hate, like that killed us. It was so heartbreaking. And I, I mean, it's it's work that must be done out there and there are people that do it beautifully, but it, it it's, so, it's so much more expansive for us to work with the entrepreneurs who have decided to take this into their own hands and put these into place and create and design a life for themselves that allows them to harness their time and energy and align with their values so strongly that they are willing to take responsibility for their own health, wealth, finances, and create the systems and create a company that is in full alignment. And so hopefully when we're aligned in that way, we are creating things that we are inspired to create and that inspire others. And trust me, when we were hustling for, and we did hustle for a little bit, when we were hustling for corporate clients, I look back at those images and I'm like, what the hell? That is, <laughs> that is garbage. <laughs> so it happens and we learn from it, but it's definitely more beautiful, easier, and more joyous when we're in alignment. So what do you say to entrepreneurs who are in an income generating business right now, but really have lost the passion for it and know what their passion project is, but are struggling to devote more time to it because they're not seeing the income come in yet? Mm, so somebody that is doing the work that they love already as their full-time job or as a, as a side hustle passion project? No, for somebody who is working a job that they don't like right now, mm. but is scared to put the time and energy into the passion project because they're afraid of the money not being there. 
Yes, yes. Well, oh man, we love this subject. In fact, we just did a podcast episode on side hustles. And I feel like that episode should have actually been called Quit Your Job because <laughs> I feel like that's what we ended up saying. <laughs> but uh, there's definitely, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, I joke around, like we're not really saying that everybody should just go and jump right away. That can be, while it can work, it can be very scary for people and a lot of fears come up. And uh, sure, well, many of us, uh, have responsibilities and things that um, financial obligations that we want to make sure are taken care of before we perhaps take a, a very large risk. But what we'd like to offer is that there are really low risk ways that you can begin doing the work that you love and remembering that that will generate so much energy and time. Again, remember we were talking about, you know, people always say to us, Oh, I don't have the time to work on this thing that I love. Like I, I don't have the time to build this thing. I don't have the time to do it, but it's an energy management issue. So you're not re really recognizing in that moment that by doing what lights you up, it is going to give you energy, right? They're thinking about work in terms of probably the job that doesn't light them up and energetically what that drain is upon them. And so simply by uh, creating some pockets of time when, when it is reasonable, whether that be uh, after hours, uh, after work, on the weekends, riding that energy that comes from doing that thing that lights you up can start to build that that energy of hope and excitement and possibility. And so there is expansiveness that can come from that. And again, it's about sinking back into your, into your heart, connecting to what your soul wants, that thing that's going to light you up. Because from that place, anything is possible. And it's only our ego, only our fear that tells us, you know, doing this thing is going to not yield the same uh, results, not yield the same money that this other quote unquote secure job is giving me. But we like to challenge that a lot because there is limitless potential when you become an entrepreneur, when you build this thing, right? You're only limited by your creativity, perhaps, right? Your resourcefulness. Whereas in a job, you are limited to what your salary is, to it's controlled by somebody else. So there is a paradigm shift that can happen if we open ourselves up to it and recognize that we live in a new era now where anything is possible and there's limitless potential compared to limited potential perhaps in uh, some of these older models that we're operating by that we still label as the more secure and safe option. Oh, I love that. Kimmy and Poa and listeners, we're going to take a quick break to share a message from today's sponsor, and then we'll be right back to continue the conversation. As a busy mom, wife, marketing automation specialist for six to seven figure business owners and podcaster, I certainly don't have time to hunt around for a good deal. That's why I love MyBargainBuddy.com. MyBargainBuddy scours the net every day to find the best deals and coupons so you can save 50 to 90% on clothes, shoes, gifts, pet supplies, and more. They even tell you where to score free stuff. Sign up for their free email newsletter for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. When you shop with My Bargain Buddy, you'll never pay full price again. Visit MyBargainBuddy.com today. So just before the break, Kimmy was talking about quitting 
your job. And and I have to say, I and I think all three of us will agree, don't just quit your job if you're not prepared. Just don't because that will be a yes, little bit stressful. Yes. But I actually just got an email earlier this week from somebody who's on my list. And and I'm going to talk about my list in just a few minutes, maybe. But she was wondering, you know, how when she's away from home eleven to twelve hours a day, how she can find that time. And I sent an email back reminding her that, you know, well, I hope that this is her case, but so many of us have smartphones now. We can we can dictate blog articles or book ideas right into our smartphone now. We can get a a suction cup thing for our dashboard and we can do a Facebook Live. But just by taking those little small steps, I've never done that. I drive bad enough without having to worry about doing a Facebook Live (laughs) while I'm driving. And I don't necessarily recommend it, listeners. But there's so much that we could do even in those half hour to hour commutes. So even just, well, I remember from my hour each way commutes here in Ohio, I was always so enthused in the car, but then I would get home and I'd be like, oh, kids, dinner, bedtime, fights with kids to get them to stay in bed, you know, and by the time that all got done, I was just like, oh, sleep, please, because this is going to, tomorrow morning is going to come fast enough. But even just those commute, commuting hours would be so helpful. Just use them. Yeah, for sure. And we, it's something that we use a lot is the voice recording on our every smartphone has them and if you don't there's apps for them and the, I'll sometimes come up with an idea while I'm driving and I can't write it down or type it and I'll just speak into the voice recorder and it, so I'm going to just admit something embarrassing but sometimes I pretend that I'm giving a big talk for millions of people I in there too <laughs> so both of us can do that yay <laughs> I do it too Pua and I confess to each other we're like you do that I do that <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's really awesome. But yeah, I I totally like you you find the time, right? It's it, especially in that transition, your best friend is 4 a.m. And we actually did for years when Kimi and I were at the gym, I mean, we'd wake up at 3:30 to just get to the gym to teach a 5 a.m. class and we'd teach until 10 and teaching five classes in a row even though 10 a.m. means the end of our quote-unquote work morning, you're exhausted. And to just it, – it takes being very intentional with your schedule. And that's where weekly planning really, really came into play. And we actually created a planner because we were, we're at this job with such funky hours and yet we wanted to do a podcast. So we actually had a podcast before Best Life Ever and uh, – we would meet weekly to plan out our episodes, but in that meeting, we'd actually plan our week and we'd check in with each other and we'd, you know, hack our our challenges. And that time spent planning was the most valuable part of our week because it helped to really make sure that our energy levels were sustainable and that we could kind of create this project on the side that turned into our business. So yes, for sure. Do what you got to do to really nurture your idea and and start to bring it to life before you leave your job. But when you're ready, and you will always know when you're ready because you'll feel that little, it's just like this little thing happen in your stomach or in your heart and it'll start to expand and it'll kind of 
pester you for a while and you'll want to ignore it because it scares you. But after a while, you won't be able to ignore it. You'll know it's the right time. And for people who are right there where they're like, God, what what could go wrong if I leave my job? If this is something you're thinking, you're human. Don't worry about it. We don't judge you. But we encourage you to shift your mindset into in, from the yeah, but to the yes, and. So we end up, as, you know, as kind of pessimistic beings, we end up going, I could quit my job, but I could be broke. I could quit my job, but I don't have time for this. Instead, what Kimi and I like to do is shift that into a, I could quit my job. Yes. And I would have the time to do this. Yes. And I would be able to uh, launch this product or, and, and bring yourself into that expansive place because the chance of growth and abundance coming to you is equal to the equally negative outcomes. But without actually taking the action, neither of them will come true. And also just know that you can't mess up. Even if the even if the stuff that you're afraid of ends up happening, it's okay. You can get out of it. And I heard your podcast interview. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was the the most recent one where you guys talked about credit recovery. And, yeah, Rob Dio. You know, putting yeah. yourself into debt from starting a business. Yes, it was a beautiful episode. And what I loved about it was that it really brought to light what happens for so many entrepreneurs, and it happened to us. You start a business, and when when we left our jobs, I had money in the bank. I was okay. And I put myself in a whole bunch of credit card debt to make this dream come true, and I am so much happier now recovering that debt than I ever was when I had tens of thousands of dollars in the bank from a job that didn't light me up. So it really is a matter of who you – who you want to be in the world and how you want to feel. And money doesn't mean that you feel one way or the other. Having money is a little less stressful, but the fulfillment, I don't it just makes the money not matter as much. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk about who I voted for, <laughs> but I would have to doubt that Donald Trump is any happier than any of the rest of us mm-hmm. even with his gobs of money. I mean, he doesn't yeah. I mean, having I, I would just have to doubt is a blessing and it helps us to serve more. And we are good people who when we have the money that we deserve to have, we will serve more and make the world more beautiful. Money doesn't make people make weird decisions or become evil. It it really is just it's an individual opportunity. We end up seeing the people who are rich and making shitty decisions because that's more interesting for the media. But I just Mm -hmm. want everyone out there to know that you deserve to be rich and wealthy because that will allow you to live this life of service and of, you know, if you love to give gifts, like it lets you give gifts eternally. You know, it's it's that thing that people equate with negativity and evil and if I have a lot of money, I'm a bad person. And that's just not true. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I have to share with listeners, I don't know that I've ever shared all of this before, but car repos, electric, gas, water, internet, all of that being disconnected, eviction threats from landlords. I've dealt with that all since opening up the business in 2012. All of it. And I'm still here. <laughs> 
we got the car back. All the utilities have gone back on. And that was not just a one-time occasion. I will be totally honest. But when there's a will, there's a way. And just keep your heart. Keep your heart. Because, yeah. Again, we are resilient we are. beings, for yes, sure. Should, and, of, and often, whatever the challenges that we're experiencing, as we, as badass, resilient humans, hack our way out of these challenges, that mess becomes our message. And so, trust. We can take faith and comfort in the fact that anything that we are experiencing, we are experiencing for a reason, as you said. And these things happen to us and uh, so that we can then serve the world world through the solutions that we come up with. And so again, to go back to that idea of don't wait until you are, you know, completely, uh, you know, polished up and fixed all those problems. It's like you can serve now today and uh, connect with people that are going through similar challenges. So I think that there's a huge lesson there in order to not delay service and to just take some chances, get out there, talk about it, be vulnerable. And uh, yeah, let your let your mess become your message because man, that is what is going to heal the world. Oh, I love that. How do you two provide yourself grace when things don't go as you plan for them to go? <laughs> well, I have a Kimi, which is the best business Life. You know. <laughs> and life choice. Yeah. Having an amazing <laughs> business partner and friend and cheerleader in your life is so huge. I mean, Pua has talked me off of the ledge many times, like last week, in fact. And so uh, we're, we really encourage people to, to find that in, in your community, find a, uh, a tribe that you can belong to, find a coach, find a support system, find a, a mastermind, whatever it is, but uh, finding others that can support you in that believe in you when you have those moments where you're not believing in yourself, which is normal and human. Uh, having, yeah, having a having a pua in your life <laughs> is my hack too. This is so TMI. Yeah, finding support and sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, yeah. go ahead. I love TMIs. No, nope, yeah, this I, is I so TMI. Yep. But my husband, after <laughs> being together almost eight years, he's realized that one at one week every month. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to realize that I'm going to be especially hard on myself. Yeah. So that's why he brings home the the chocolate and the margarita mix and says, everything's okay. And what next week man. you're going to see that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Men take notes. <laughs> Every woman got chocolates and margarita mix once a month. Yeah. This world be a better place. I, I've had to start even being aware <laughs> of myself. I, I should seriously put it into my calendar, you know, give myself a pop-up notification that the tidal wave is about to come get prepared because everything really is better than you're going to see it next week. Just remind yourself. I started doing that actually. I have the, yeah, I forget what app I use to, to track my cycle, but I just, I started putting it in my calendar. And so when I do my weekly planning and I am looking for, you know, uh, anticipated challenges that might pop up over the next week, it's right there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Good to know. (laughs) Oh my so, gosh, I'm going to yeah. have to borrow that. That's <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> Life changing. I feel sorry for my my husband and my kids because I'm not usually a crier unless, well, this week it's a, I found Returning the Favor on Facebook, which is such an amazing show. And I don't usually get sucked into TV, but if you haven't watched it, I'll put a link into the show notes. And, but that just 
that one week, oh my gosh, that's when I, every single month I have to admit that I think to myself, I should just quit this and go back to work, go back to <laughs> J-O-B. And then a couple of days later, it's gone. I, you're not alone in that. Totally. It's, I feel like that's the, it's almost like the universe testing us. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? Are you sure? There's an easier way. It's, it's easy money. You won't be as happy, but you know, what it, what is it that you really want? And it's, if you don't have someone in your life, a business partner, uh, you know, a confidant, a friend who can help you through those times, the worst thing that we can do is sit back and suffer in silence because those are the times that we either like we disenchant ourselves from the magic of our business or we give up either way. The world doesn't get your, your gift and that's tragic. So, you know, if I mean, Facebook, there are billions of people on Facebook. I actually do think it's over a billion now. And there are so many groups designed for entrepreneurs to be a place to seek support. There are programs like our our program is designed to for entrepreneurs to in eight weeks create a business that brings in income so that they actually ideally never have to have their water turned off, their their phones shut off, their car repossessed, which are things that again we can recover from. But if we can help people and give them the strategies to never go there, that would be beautiful and it's possible and you know don't recreate the wheel somebody else has been there somebody else has done it and they can help but you have to ask that's the thing we let our pride get in the way and we don't want to ask absolutely you know one of the most recent i've already mentioned brendan burchard in this episode and one of the biggest eye-openers for me was when he admitted that he had all of his mountains of debt paperwork on his bed and his now wife climbed underneath the covers so as to not disturb any of the paperwork. And knowing that he recovered from that and has gotten to where he is today gives me constant hope. And there's Mm -hmm. the fact that he's sharing that. I mean, look at how many huge people are out there and are not sharing it. Yes, totally. It's like when Marie Forleo says she's- Exactly. Yeah. Right. She like worked at a bar for what, seven years or a restaurant? Didn't she have like even multiple jobs at? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Overnight success stories take years. Some people manage to get it done in one and some people it takes five to 10. But definitely for all of them, there was somebody in their life telling them and encouraging them to keep going. (laughs) And we always joke around because as Pooh and I have been on this uh, journey for years, you know, there have been those moments, right, where you're just in the trenches and you're just like, God, this is so effing hard. And we don't know how we're going to pay this or that. And, you know, we've gotten advice from various people at different times in the form of some kind of something along the lines of just keep going. And in the beginning, it was so annoying. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, just keep going. There it is again. And and yet there is so much truth to that <laughs> on some level. But what we like to say now to people, because we know how irritating it is if we tell, uh, you know, beginning entrepreneurs to just keep going, we say keep going, but with support, keep going and and 
you know, be resourceful, ask for help, reach out, and and that will help you to keep going. Because that advice to just keep going without a plan, without support is so empty and frustrating. <laughs> but there is truth to that because there are many times we're standing where we are today because we didn't quit. <laughs> so there is truth to that, right? Uh, so yeah, fine. You know, what's the absolute worst is when you... Tr- when you leave your computer to escape mm-hmm. those messages, this is what's happened to me. And I, you, you may have just heard one of the twins scream. I would go out there and watch a Disney movie with them. And all of a sudden I hear Dory saying, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Right. I'm like, shut the heck up. I'm trying to escape that at my desk. And here you are putting it into my freaking face, you know, and there it has been so many Disney movies. I can't. I can't escape it from my desk because I go out and I spend time with my kids and I never realized how many messages there are in Disney movies that are. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of my favorites is meet the Robinsons and it's mm-hmm. keep moving forward. It's like, oh. mm-hmm. seriously, kids just, yeah. Turn on YouTube or something. <laughs> that way. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like exercise. It's, if you think about, lifting weights to get stronger it happens the the most efe- effectively if you lift weights every day right if you're conditioning the muscle you strengthen over time it's like if you if you stop you don't see the progress that you would have had in the time that you stopped same thing with anything it's consistency it's that 10x rule but we are very big proponents of like and and again this is true in something physical, but you need to also have that balance and that integration of rest, respite, uh, you know, re, re-energizing so that you're not burning the candle at both ends. So giving your muscles a, a day or two to recover and rest is important just as being consistent, but also listening to your body, listening to your heart over your head that's telling you to push, 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 push. Yes. Don't, throw in the towel and give up, but don't kill yourself with that. Amen. I do though want to say, (laughs) okay, it's been way too long since I went to the gym, just full (laughs) disclosure. But I remember when I was in really being great about going to the Y and getting on the elliptical every day, I would come home and my legs would kill. But a friend who was in fitness said, go back tomorrow. You have to keep on going. That's your muscles telling you great job. And it's just like entrepreneurship. There's going to be pain but just keep going. Mm. I want to um, jump into productivity just for a moment. What are some of the tools that you use in your business to help you main, maintain and uh, be the most productive? Oh, we love this question. We geek out on productivity so much. Uh, so there's many, many tools that that we use um, and strategies, both low-tech and, and uh, higher-tech, I guess you could say. Uh, we definitely are big fans of time blocking and just, you know, creating that balance of deep work time with rest. So not sitting down and trying to drive through a whole day without getting up and stretching and resetting your energy. So whether that's working in Pomodoros or some type of, uh, you know, broken up work day, that's important to us. Uh, we also do a lot of 
batching. So uh, creating content and then scheduling it out so that we're able to create more time and space for other types of work. So Pua and I, the way that we work uh, is we record our podcasts remotely. So that's kind of fun and it's a time saver for us. So even though we're in the same town, we still uh, record remotely so that we just save that tra- travel time. And we'll, we'll have content creation days and then we have days where we work in real life together at a co-working space. And that's where we do more meetings and brainstorming days. So there are some themes to our days in a sense. But uh, we love that we've had this uh, foundation of product years of productivity training and coaching that we've done because uh, we think of it as top of mind for us at all times that we're making sure that we're being efficient and not just uh, like anytime that we start feeling really busy or overwhelmed, we have this instant clue of like, okay, something is out of alignment. Something can be tweaked in order to make this a smoother process. So I think just having that embedded in our in our culture is really uh, so awesome. Yeah, totally. And I think one of the one of our favorite things is, I mean, we've talked a lot about our weekly planning and and that's really huge for us. And we each do it. Actually, we haven't been as good about it lately, but we do it individually. And then uh, when we're really on it, we also do it every week as a business. Yeah, we do like an abbreviated version lately, but it's essentially our weekly planning process is just a series of questions asking, you know, pretty much how are you doing? How did you, what can we celebrate? Uh, And how can we make this week easier and more joyful? It's really the foundation of it. And there's a bunch of questions that we ask. And then we look at our calendar. And one of the best productivity hacks that we've put into place is theming our days. So, you know, we talk to a lot of people who feel just overwhelmed with all the things, especially if you're a solopreneur. You do everything. Maybe you have a VA, maybe you outsource a couple things, but you're really the CEO, the CFO, the, you know, everything. And so to alleviate that overwhelm, we theme the days. So we always give ourselves Mondays off and we can work if we want to, but we don't normally talk to each other or ask each other anything business related so that we can have a day to breathe, especially after the weekend. Tuesdays, Uh, have been kind of deep work days for us. We've been building modules in our course and stuff like that. Wednesdays, we work together at our co-working space. Thursdays is podcast day, so we record, we edit, Kimi edits. Uh, And then Fridays is kind of another deep work day. So what that allows us to do is to focus on one thing and also it relieves the pressure of not doing something on that day because you know that you have another day dedicated to it. Uh, And it's just been life-changing for me. But the one thing that we do that has been the best productivity hack of all time is that we never do something that doesn't feel good to us. And it saves so much time, like, analyzing whether or not we should move forward with it. So, like, if we have an idea and we kind of go with it for a little while and we're like, "Uh, something about this doesn't feel right, we just – we cut it and we move on. Or if someone comes to us and they're like, oh, we have this opportunity and it's awesome and great and we love it, we do it. Otherwise, we bow out. And so it's it's amazing because, well, we're very aligned. So thankfully, normally we're kind of on the same page. Um, but other people can really trust that when we accept an offer 
that we're really excited about it. And, you know, we never end up doing anything that's not in alignment with our business and our tribe and what we value. So it just strengthens our brand and it's just the best. And and it's really a muscle that we've had to work at using because we have to get out of our heads and into our hearts to do this well. So wow. I it took me three and a half, four okay, let's just be honest. I still have trouble every day saying the saying no. But that is something I've definitely gotten better at. I'm still not as far along as I would like to be. But a great productivity hack. (laughs) Yeah. We call ourselves recovering people pleasers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. I'm gonna have to borrow that. One of Just in the last month, I found a new tool called Focuster, focuster focuster.com that allows me to schedule my to-do, my task list items into my calendar. And I tell it how long a task is going to take. It schedules it into my calendar. But one of the things that I've really realized is that I wasn't scheduling enough time for my family. I wasn't scheduling enough time for me. And when I was putting these tasks into my calendar and telling it, okay, I want to do this tomorrow, and I do have theme days as well, I would wind up with 18 to 20 hours of work that would just take up any unscheduled time. And then I realized, okay, when am I going to cook dinner? And it's it's gamifying the system for me because I want to keep up with what it's telling me that I scheduled for today. But if we're not mm-hmm. scheduling that time in, then we're not going to get it. And there are some days I love how you brought up the Pareto principle and take, you know, those 25 minute work times and then take a five minute break. There are days that I've realized that I've gone six hours without standing. I mean, all of a sudden my bladder feels like it's about to burst. And it's, <laughs> I realize I've been sitting here all day. That's not good. <laughs> I so swear part of our partnership too. I, I can't tell you how many times Pua and I tell each other, go pee. You said you have to pee, go. Like that's our accountability <laughs> built in. It's nice to have somebody else reminding you of how to listen to your own body. <laughs> oh yeah. And my husband is home on Tuesdays. He's He works outside of the home in retail, but he has Tuesdays off. So thank goodness for those days because he actually brings me food. Listeners, I tell you that you should do these things, but that does not mean that I'm always doing them myself. But he'll come out and chat with me. And if I'm really quiet, because I can chat like this with him too. But if I'm really quiet, he's like, what did you eat last? And I'll just look at him and and smile. He's like, "Mm mm-hmm. You haven't eaten anything yet today. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously. He needs to, to lead a, a workshop for men, I think. <laughs> he seriously does. And if you are single and looking for somebody, I want you to tell you, do not discount Craigslist. That's where I found mine. And there might be another one on there for you too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's for great too. Kids. Yes, absolutely. No monthly charge. <laughs> but I was on there looking for furniture and I just happened to come across him. See, Perfect. You never know. Yep. This has been an amazing chat. Thank you both so much for being here. I've enjoyed every single second of it. Can you share with the listeners where they can find your Facebook community, where they can get in touch with you, find your podcast and all that great stuff? Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Uh, people can find us on Facebook at, we have a, a 
Facebook group called Best Life Ever, The Tribe. You can search for it. Or if you want an easy link, you can go to bit.ly slash BLE Tribe. And our uh, podcast is called Broke Ass to Badass by Best Life Ever. And it's on uh, you know any of your uh, iTunes, uh, any podcast player. You can find it, Google, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And our website is bestlifeever.buzz, B-U-Z-Z. And when you go there, uh, you can uh, click that link and you'll actually be able to download a really fun free guide that we have, a free checklist, five secrets for building a badass online business. So fun little goodie for you if you check out our website. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, listeners. If you're driving or at the gym right now, you can find those links when you are available at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP306. I'd love to ask you each to share a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget with listeners. All right. (laughs) A parting piece of advice. Wow. Well, I always just like to to say, you know, if you are listening to this right now, it is not by accident. And there are, as you said, right, wherever we go, the world is speaking to us. And whether that be through a Disney movie or a podcast that you just happen to come across, you're listening to this for a reason. So from this moment, ask yourself, what inspired action will you take? What excited you from this conversation? What is, you know, lighting up and that song in your heart and take some inspired action today, even just a small little step in the direction towards your dreams and know that there is so much support out there. Uh, Kim's wonderful community. I mean, my goodness, if you're listening to this, you're listening to it for a reason. So definitely take some inspired action today. Whoa, that was really <laughs> I was good. the same thing. I was uh, like, uh, do I step in here and see? you have to follow that? <laughs> Um, so parting thoughts, I, I just really want to reiterate how cool of a time we're living in right now where like this is just the most expansive era where things are possible now that were never possible before. You can create a business entirely online without ever leaving your house, even though I don't recommend that, and be you know, make all of your wildest dreams come true easier, faster, and more joyfully than really ever before. And if there's something like inside of you that's just screaming at you, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Like this is the time more than ever that we need your gifts in the world. And you know, again, it's the the universe is perfectly balanced. And although we are in this beautiful, expansive era, the world is in a funky place. And the, there's so much fear and there's so much negativity out there. And we can help to counteract that by bringing our gifts out into the world, exposing them and solving the problems that people have and uplifting the people out there with what we are here to do. So, you know, if that speaks to you at all, definitely follow it, as Kimmy said, because the time is now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. 